The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Tone Factory Recording Studios in Las Vegas, the Craft House Brewery, Moonshot.com, Mr. Antenna, and Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. It's The Fake Show with Jim Toffey. Well, actor Michael Fishman has been part of the cast of Roseanne and the Connors from the very beginning, playing the younger sibling and starting at the age of six on that show. And the in-between years were pretty interesting for Michael because he spent that time learning every aspect of the business. Please welcome my guest from the Connors, Michael Fishman. How are you, Michael? Good. I'm I'm wonderful. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks. And, And congratulations on the Connors continuing success. It's such a great show. Thank you. Yeah, it's been kind of cool to see the kids on the show grow up and have their own particular set of problems. Yeah, I think it's one of the really powerful and uh, amazing opportunities we get with the Connors is our fans have 30 years of real history with us. And so as adults, they get to see us struggle with many of the things they're struggling with. And they get to see kind of the full gasp of a life, full gap of what goes on in in one side from childhood through adulthood. Yeah, I mean, I know in in this time of rebooting shows and and things like that, this is really pretty unique in that it's the very same characters. I mean, we're... And, by the way, I think it's great how the show never shies away from controversial but real-life material. I think that's always been the specialty of the show. You know, I know Roseanne really pushed for that early on, and our producers have always made that a point, is tackling real-life issues and things that people deal with every day and then finding humor in those tough or difficult situations. And what is your character, DJ, dealing with this season? So DJ has kind of a complex life that we we haven't totally unraveled. You know, he's still in the process of dealing with coming out of the military and transitioning back to civilian life. His spouse, uh, Gina, is still deployed, and so that's a real tough thing for him because it means he has to be the primary parent and be a single source of support for Mary, his daughter. And being in an interracial marriage and having a biracial child, these are all really complex, nuanced things that everyday people are dealing with all over, not just this country, but around the world. And I'm I'm really proud of that opportunity. And I'm sure you hear from fans along those lines that say thank you for, for bringing this to light. Yeah, I hear a lot from fans. You know, I know they want to see more. We've been really focused on trying to show Darlene's story path and, and the path it's going and then Becky's path. And, I, you know, it's a lot of really talented people. So there's a lot of storylines to get to. When the original Roseanne went off the air, the first run, how old were you and what did you do after it went off the air? When I was 15. Uh, I went back to public high school and then I still wanted to act. So I did a, a bunch of stuff. Afterwards, I did an episode of Seinfeld and, and a movie with Spielberg. And, I, you know, I had a lot of really great success. I worked on a show with Andrew Dice Clay. And then you get to that point where you're not quite an adult and you're not kind of a kid. So it's hard to find work. I started going to school and really focusing and then playing on ba- uh, baseball was my thing. So I, I tried to be a baseball player for a little bit. And yeah. You're only that age once. And then really and truly, this has always been my first love and I always knew I wanted to come back. But I also knew as an actor, you're limited by what you can play because you're only an age one time. So as a writer, producer and director, I always wanted to be able to do it all and lead um, because I watched so many great people make great projects. And so I started writing and I started working on the technical side because I wanted to make sure I knew what everybody did. And so I spent the next few years being behind the scenes and really making sure I knew 
how to build, how to lead, how to produce, how to how to write, and uh, setting directing. Really wanting to be a complete source for content. That's interesting. And I mean, when you come back to the show, then you probably have a whole new outlook on that, don't you? Yeah, it's a really interesting experience being all these other things behind the scenes. And, you know, I've studied under all of our directors and a lot of the people who are coming back now, you know, I have been studying under for for the last few years. And then to interact with the writers and to pitch ideas and to do all these things and watch really the build and the creative process and be so involved in that part. You know, I'm not your typical actor. You know, a lot of people come in and they they focus on theirs and they go back to their room or they really train with each other and then they come back to the set. For me, I'm on set all the time and, you know, there's always something to learn and I love our crew. I I think for me, having worked in every department, it, it makes me really easily malleable among what we do and kind of leading for my future projects. Right. And and how lucky do you feel and the other cast members feel about the fact that there aren't a lot of shows where the cast has this kind of chemistry that really clicked from the very beginning? I mean, I think of Seinfeld or Friends or other shows like that, but I mean, you guys must really feel fortunate that you've got such a great chemistry. Jim, it's like going to work with your family, but... M- people getting along, you know, <laughs> more ups and downs. We're, we're really smooth together as a group. Um, we are so efficient week to week. Our production is efficient. And for me, I think that's a really amazing thing. to You, you feel when it's right. Chemistry is one of those things that you can't fake. You know, there's a respect and a passion and a sense of humor, and we make each other laugh behind the scenes. And that's an amazing thing to have, but it's an even more amazing thing to have had it carry for 30 years and feel like you're going to work with family. I think it's obvious to people how Sarah Gilbert has really emerged as sort of the the lead force on the show. I know that she was the driving force in making sure that the show came back as the Connors, right? Yeah, you know, Sarah has been an executive since the show came back. Um, when Roseanne, the show came back, and then as we transitioned to the Connors, that was a big part of her mission and her goal. And, you know, she's really blossomed. There's a lot of really amazing stuff that's occurred. I think it's a, it's a real compliment to the tone of the show and all the people who built it over the first nine year run. And then the group who's returned now, essentially, you know, 30 years later to continue this tone, but be modern and mindful of where we are and where our audience is. You started out as a kid actor, so was acting something you wanted to do as a as a very young kid, and were your parents all in on this? No, my parents actually didn't want me to work in business much at all. My sister started trying to earn money for college when she was young. Somebody recommended she do commercials, and my parents both worked full-time and had normal jobs. And when the auditions came up, I started going with her, and then I decided I wanted to audition too, and my parents didn't want us to do anything long-term. So when the idea of this show came up, uh, they didn't even want to take me to the auditions. But uh, they were Uh were told I'd never get it because they wanted somebody with experience. And I was brand new. And, you know, uh, fate laughs while you make plans because it was the perfect example of you're just meant to be someplace and things are supposed to go a certain way because 
we did everything possible you could do wrong, and I ended up with a nine-year run where we had to rearrange our lives. It's been a lifelong journey yeah. that led me where I want to be. The show is so good. It does it does so well. When will you learn about uh, it being renewed for, for the next season? Well, you know, we always kind of wait for word. You know, success is a wonderful thing, but you never know what the, the full complex picture is. The network gets to make that choice. Um, we hope we'll hear earlier than we did last year. For me, you know, I have other projects that I'm working on. So what I try to do is I show up and I do the best work I can. And I, I try to be the first guy there and one of the last guys to leave. And I, I'm committed from start to finish. And then I have to keep building because as an actor, you're always looking for work because nothing is, is permanent. And you're always trying to find that next job and the next role. And I think I think most people can kind of relate to that because that's the nature of the business world now. And uh, we're really lucky when when it works. It's the most amazing thing in the world to do. And I guess your baseball past has something to do with that first one there, last one off the field uh, mentality. Yeah, you know, I I still coach. Uh, I played for you know a long time, all the way through into my twenties, and and then uh, I've coached for about eighteen years and. Uh, I'm a I'm a do the hard work. I'm kind of a grinder. I'm the first guy yeah. there, last guy to leave. I, I like yeah. I like to practice. I like the reps, and uh, I love to compete. Nice. Well, the Connors. It's on Tuesday nights on ABC. Just great talking to you, Michael, and good luck with the rest of the season. Pleasure, Jim. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. Bye bye. There he goes, DJ from Roseanne and the Connors, and such a nice story of a guy who just quietly went about his business, and now he can do every job behind the scenes. That does it for this episode of the Fake. I'm Jim Tofty, and I'll see you back here next time. Take the fake show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.